Look at the Boga Honey Podcast. That's why I, I tried not to have cams on my bow. I don't have to deal with slippage or anything Shut like up. that. You just put a new string on there, you're fine. What is Boga? But seriously, that's the dumbest thing ever. It, it go, I am all about Just strap it to your pack. Really appreciate the fact that you're from Michigan and not Georgia. You don't want to be the next Mark Kenyon. No. I'm a shit show. <laughs> that's, that spot's taken. You can see how pathetic Jared's face is right now. <laughs> because that's how it looked. It was just like, is this good enough? Before we begin today's episode, we're going to quick thank some of the companies that helped make this show possible. Not sure if you guys have heard, but HuntWise has come out with what it calls HuntCast 2.0. Recently, they partnered with Jeff Sturgis, who has decades worth of data, and they've taken that data to compile a prediction as to when you should be out in the woods. So they, they rank it on a scale of 0 to 100%, or the way we prefer it is deer. So when it's a five-deer day, you better be in the woods. So check it out, become an elite member, and learn how to maximize your time in the field, because really, you can't put a price on a good hunt. Tree saddles. We've all heard of them, and we love using them. Why? They're lightweight, they're easy to use, and if you use the right company, you can have everything you ever need for saddle hunting. In walks, trophy line. <laughs> trophy line. <laughs> Just came out with a platform this year called the Mission Platform, and they came out with sticks to go with it. So why else would you want to use another company? Go to trophyline.com, use the promo code BOGA, Hunting TL20. <laughs> Worst code ever. <laughs> <laughs> Longest code ever. But do it because you get a good discount. You get 20% and it's good off. stuff. Trophyline.com. A lot of people ask us why we partnered with First Light. And it's because they have amazing systems, and the base of all those systems is around merino wool. Merino wool is great because it keeps you warm when it's cold out and cold when it's warm out because it pulls moisture away from your body. And best of all, it doesn't stink. No so stink. So if you're looking for a, a great new system, can't recommend them highly enough, firstlight.com. We all know that Vortex is the leader in optics, so we can't say enough good things about them. We love them. We use them in the field every time we're out there. But what most people don't know is their clothing line is just as good. There's a brand new fall line that's just come out. We've got a couple of pieces from that line, and they are freaking awesome. So if you want to save 20% on your next purchase, head over there and use the promo code BOGA20 at checkout for 20% off. Jared, how much do you weigh? Probably two, I'm pushing 200. Well, I got good news for you, pal. If you drop in the woods, throw my Seek Outside pack on, throw you in the meat hauler, I'm dragging you out full one trip. The Seek Outside short tail. The pack that we decided to run this year at Boga Hunting works in a tree stand, hauls a lot of weight, cinches down or expands based on what you need, and it's great for hiking too. If you want to save 5% off in your next purchase, use the promo code BOGA. Like you, you need food if you're weak. Like otherwise, or you need more fuel because you just got to because you just this burn it. Massive machine. Machine, dude. Is that your studio? What are you guys in right now? A this yurt? Is, this is called the sound temple. This is called the attic above the garage that we have retrofitted, I like to think, with a buck. Dude, I love it. <laughs> so we've been recording here for, what, two years now? Has it been two up here? Yeah. Yeah. We yeah, started right. in a right. uh, we started in a, a sound studio, and uh, 
that was just because we didn't know if this like anybody would actually listen. And so we're like, well, let's, before we get in, let's just try a couple, you know, sessions at the the local mm-hmm. studio. And so I want to get in here. You want to get in here? Turn yeah. it for you a little bit. No, hey, now I'm included. That's awesome, man. And then how, how long? A- how long have you guys been podcasting for then? I think two and a, two years plus June. It was June. I think July two, or June. Two and a half. Two and a half years. Dude, awesome. Cool, yeah. man. Yeah. Very cool. So, well, let's just jump right into it. Yeah, sweet. All right, welcome everybody. We're here with Mark Boardman from Vortex. Mark, thanks for uh, for joining us on this podcast. It's nice to actually see you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know, man. No, it's cool. I'm, we're getting uh, definitely uh, way more used to communicating uh, virtually with video. I know, like, I think the first time I ever did like FaceTime, I'm like, this is super awkward, and right. now it's like the norm right now. But no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, it's good. I, we, you know, you can see us. We can't like smell you, but we can mm-hmm. do every pretty much every other sense. But other if you than, could smell us, yeah, you'd you'd be impressed. No, it's 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 something we're we're getting used to, and the podcast has actually helped. Uh, podcasting without being in the room with somebody most of the people we talk to are not located in grand rapids michigan so yeah yeah nope nope I, yeah i wish uh, i wish i could smell you guys but you, you know, know we're just gonna have to we smell I'm, like rutting bucks i right was gonna now. say i'm next Someday. to jared he's got this rut rutting smell to him his i think it's the second rut has come around for you <laughs> i might be on my third your third rut. <laughs> he doubles uh, triples up tis the season mm-hmm. it is yeah yeah how's your season going Man, it's been good. It's been good. I mean, uh, I guess a lot of hunting, right? Yeah. Uh, not too much. Uh, not too much shooting going on. It as you know, of course, you guys have the, the the boga podcast. You know, like the the boga yoga thing. And I'm like, man, you know, yoga seems like it's supposed to be relaxing. Yeah. And really, like, um, although bow hunting is relaxing, I'm like, I'm really left at least thus far this season with just like a moment that will haunt me for the rest of my life. Yeah. So. I'm not, uh, but yeah, no, it's been, it's been good. Um, man, pretty full fall. I chased bears for a couple days back in the North Cascades of Washington with the rifle and, uh, saw a couple with some buddies and, and we just never could quite get on them. The the berries weren't on. They were just like little flowers and green BBs. So we hit it just, you know, definitely a couple weeks early. Um, but still some cool country and then, uh, hunted blacktails back home with the rifle and saw, probably like 40 does in an entire wow. week, which is actually decent numbers, at least yeah. for me, you know, hunting blacktails um, and couldn't, couldn't, couldn't put a horn on any of their heads. And then, uh, yeah, missed a, missed a really nice buck with my bow this year. Is that so. the, that, the, mm. the moment that's going to haunt you? It will, man. Yeah, no, I'll be thinking, I'll, I'll remember that one for the rest of my life. So, I mean, it, I mean, probably maybe by like a lot of people's standards, like not like the most giant buck in the world, but man, I bet he was like, he was like an easy 140 buck, you know, I, buck. I jumped. I mean, for me, that's a big deer, you yeah, know, same. and jumping in on, on a piece of public that, um, I've, uh, you know, that, that I like and have uh, seen a handful of deer. That's definitely by far the biggest deer that I've seen on there. And, and, uh, but yeah, just, uh, everything worked out great except, uh, missing him. So you know, it's like, mm-hmm. that happens though. And you, you know, like one forty class for us is, is good. We're not, we're Michigan guys. Like, so. You know, we're not exactly living in trophy country, so a 140 no. class buck is is something that's going to be pretty memorable for us too. Dude, totally. I mean, and that's the thing. It's like everything. You know, wherever you live or you hunt, and you guys know this. Like you, you live it, right? Like everything's relative, right? You know what I mean? So yep. like everything is contextual. You know, it's like, man, I bet like, or I don't. You know, I guess I don't know. I've never hunted Michigan before, but like, dude, you shoot like, you know, a racked buck. It's probably like. A really big deal. Yeah. Hell, even for me in Wisconsin, that's a big deal, right? <laughs> right, I think, right? You know, they're all a big deal, right? But um, 
I don't know, like you said, is everything everything is definitely contextual. Yeah, yeah, and although Wisconsin's good, we we had a we I went, like Wisconsin. We, we hunted there a little bit last year, and uh, would would definitely go back. Uh, just cool culture, and I mean to end a hunt with going to one of those like backwoods uh, bars, the Wisconsin yeah. bars, where it's like the walls are all you know, Brett Favre jerseys, and you know, and bucks on the walls. The uh, the buffet that we that mm. we hit up was fine unique. Dining. Fine dining. Yeah, it was fine dining. It was the salad bar it was mostly croutons, cheese, and ranch dressing. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I but think it was those good. are all. That's all the food groups, isn't it? At I least think when it comes to you've got it covered. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else you'd add. Green kind of gets in the way. That's for what, um, our food to eat. Yeah. What What time did you guys did you guys come up here and bow hunt it then, or what was your What did you guys do then? First week in November, we were there, and oh, we nice, we got there with what fifty degree days, short sleeve shirts. We were setting up camp, and midweek it got down to single digits. Single digits. And we had like eight inches of snow on the ground, and stopped movement pretty pretty quick <clears throat> for a few days there. Yeah, yeah, I I believe it. I, so I was hunting here about that same time frame, and uh, I think it would have been the seventh, and there was a ton of snow on the ground, yep. and it was like super crazy cold. And I saw like one deer. I think it was actually a like a buck fawn that morning. And then uh, I saw actually a lot, I think a hot doe came through the second spot that I tried a different piece of public. Mm-hmm. And so I saw a lot of smaller bucks that night, nothing came through. And then the next day, the eighth, I saw a couple small bucks in the morning and then ended up shooting like probably my biggest buck with the bow that afternoon on the eighth and like probably like right at a 140 type buck. But um, did you guys, what, did you guys see some good activity then towards the, the latter part of that, you well, know, after all that snow hit? Yeah, I mean, we saw some at the beginning. You shot a deer like day one, day one, and oh, dude, uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like go in there. He he doesn't even in a stand. He was just sitting on the ground. Deer walks right up to him. That's Jared Luck That's right Jared. there. It's just my luck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, there's nothing else, other way to put it. Well, you you had gone to a spot where deer would go. Yeah, but you know, I mean, we had no idea where they're coming. We were seeing sign of them, and it was like, Mark, we just got to sit down and just watch. So yep. we sat down. He actually started napping. Yeah, <laughs> Mark like, was finally, like, hey, man, get up. That, deer that, coming that in. is an un- underrated technique, by the way. Oh, the, yeah. The, the woods nap is – that's strong, man. Dude, yeah. every time I get out in the woods, if it's morning, You're and napping? It's, I, I'm, I try to get there, you know, at least half an hour before light. And it's like, well, I'm going to listen, but I'm also going to close my eyes a little bit, <laughs> you know. Especially in a saddle. <laughs> I like to think of it as my moment of zen, especially in a saddle. <laughs> They need a pillow. We've talked about this. Mm-hmm. A pillow for the saddle where you can put your head right down and just kind of, you know, lean oh my, forward. Yeah, it's perfect. It's like uh, when you're when you're on the airplane, you know, and you see people with like like the front yeah. lean forward pillow. Like it's perfect. Yeah, yep. you do need that. Yeah, maybe yeah. The, maybe we gotta you know add that to the queue of boga things to make. We'll talk to Sean about it. Yeah, that's right. Make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Mark, you've yes. you're at Vortex. Um, what, what's your position? How long you've been there? Tell tell us a little bit about your your tenure there. Uh, man, so I've been here, gosh, it's going on maybe 11 or 12 years. Yep. I can't remember. So somewhere in there, over 10. I know it's been over 10. But, um, yeah, man, I guess a brief, you know, whatever, outdoor job, resume, history. Um, finished up school in Washington State, so that's my home state. Um, went to WSU uh, in Pullman on mm-hmm. the east side of the state, so go Cougs. I guess I always got to throw one of those out mm-hmm. there. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, finished up there, had a couple of uh, really cool outdoor retail jobs. One was at an Orvis fly shop. Another one was at a really cool um, 
outdoor retailer in downtown Seattle called Outdoor Emporium. Sweet. And uh, cool shop. It was almost like a, I guess, a miniature Cabela's, if you will. They kind of had, you know, marine, fishing, hunting, all the different uh, departments. Um, then I worked for Cabela's at their corporate headquarters in Sydney for like seven-ish years. Um, after that, that was a really cool job, strong outdoor culture, um, great company. And then, yeah, found Vortex and, and, and haven't looked back. Um, it's just been uh, truly amazing. I always thought I'd get back to the West Coast and I keep moving east. But uh, I say as long as I, you know, don't go any further east, I think I'm, I'm in a good spot. But uh, but yeah, so it's been it's been awesome. It's been a wild ride. Um, you know, it's, it's really amazing to think about, you know, when I first got to Vortex um, and I'd say historically or for most of my time here, I was in kind of like the the marketing brand management side of things mm-hmm. as far as like media buying, media planning, media relations, things of that nature. Um, but I remember, you know, going to my first show and like the number one question that that you answered was like, well, who's Vortex? What's Vortex? What do you guys do? Right. And and now it's just like to see that evolution. And it's almost like I always say it's like everybody just had their head down, you know, just grinding, 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 grinding. And then you kind of look up and you see where things are right now and, and the contrast. And it's definitely it's pretty it's pretty cool. It's it's always been exciting. It's always been moving fast. It is still moving fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's just been, yeah, like a like a like a pretty cool cool ride to watch it, you know, evolve over over that time period. And there's definitely people here that obviously they they've been here longer than I have, so they've seen even more things, right? right? But um, but yeah, no, it, it's neat, and you know, I guess hopefully you feel like you at least had some sort of hand in it. So yeah, well now everybody knows Vortex. It's funny, like I remember, uh, I just remember my uncle got a pair of Vortex binoculars years ago, like probably right when you guys started. Um, and that was the first time I heard of it and now we're, we're using it. I actually just gave my mom for her birthday. Um, was it the crossfire, a pair of 10 by 42 crossfires, you know, Oh, awesome, uh, man. Nice yeah. present, man. she lived out, she lives out on the, uh, a lake. And so my brothers and I are like, you know, we got to get her, get her a little something to look at the birds and swan. There've been tundra mm-hmm. swans swapping, uh, stopping by, which are cool. They come from Alaska and they stop mm-hmm. right in Big Rapids, right on our lake, and like just it's like a hotel for them. Like you'll see one pair stop, and then like a couple days later, another pair comes through, and really, yeah, on their migration. What kind through. are they called? Tundra swans. Tundra. Those they have black real high. I don't know. I know that they are. Re- I think this is what 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 happened the other day. I was I was in Big Rapids. I'm walking in. It's dark, and or it's kind of like dark, too dark to shoot. And they flew ahead, but right above me, I didn't know they were there, and then they honked like freaking loud. Scared the absolute crap. They were like right above me, uh, so, so not was, flying high. So they were not flying mm-hmm. high then, but they could have been landing. Okay. So um, no. So anyways, yeah. Um, no. Now you guys are are known well. Uh, so you're moving east. You're, you're stopping in Wisconsin though. Uh, that seems like a decent decent place to stop. It it's a good spot, man. If you like to, if you particularly if you like to deer and turkey hunt, and you know if you kind of like the more you know warm water species of fishing. Actually, we have lots of great spring creeks for trout fishing as well. But yeah, um, yeah there's there's definitely plenty to do here. It's a long deer season, probably similar to what you guys have. But yeah. if you if you bow hunt, you can you know hunt deer from September through about January. You know, so yeah. super super liberal there. But uh, um, yeah, it's a, it's a good spot and definitely have some some pretty solid and strong roots here and obviously working for a, a super amazing company. So no, no complaints, I guess. Right. Yeah. No. Well, historically, I've hated Wisconsin. I got to tell mm-hmm. you that. And, and only and it's it's not it's and it's really mostly out of jealousy Be, for a couple of reasons. First of all, I'm a Bears fan and mm-hmm. uh, the Packers. I am not. 
you're not. He's a Lions fan, but either way, we share our hatred of the Packers, and it's because they're a well-run organization who always beats us. And the Bears are terrible, and the Lions. I mean, they're worse than the Bears. My friend. That's right. Uh, And then second, I mean, you guys have amazing hunting, probably a little bit better than Michigan. So there's like, it's a lot of jealousy driven. You know what? And that's okay. And we're going to work through that. (laughs) That's right. We're going to get better. Uh, We'll grow. No, man, I get it. I'm glad you guys at least made it over last year. Hopefully you'll come out out again. Oh, yeah, for sure. uh, You know, that's one thing that, you know, I guess, you know, you talk about jealousy or or whatever. But, you know, one thing that um, Wisconsin – I guess a cool part about it as an out-of-state hunter is is the out-of-state tags are really, really reasonable. Very Particularly reasonable. if you're a first-time first time. hunter. Half mm-hmm. price. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. So uh, I probably shouldn't be talking about this because, like, you know, probably this year more than ever, you know, hunting the public, uh, you know, there's dudes everywhere. Everywhere. Uh, so it's like, oh, bring it on. Let's have more people. But um, <laughs> Come on, buddy. But you, it, you've noticed it, that, too. You've seen more people on public land this year, right? Because we've seen it like way, crazy. Way more pressure, for sure. So I was really fortunate to uh, secure a, uh, a a little piece of private to to rifle hunt on during nice. our gun season because I just, I mean, not not that I mean you can go out there and you can have a safe, good experience yep. on the public. I don't want to say that you can't, but it it can it presents some challenges at the same time. You're you're a lot of times and especially for the opener, you're just hunting other guys. Mm-hmm. Like when I go out, especially in Michigan, it's like the opener is like well where are people not going to be and where are they going to push the deer toward? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I might not hunt there any other time of the year, but, uh, opener is, it, I'll go there. We, we were talking, we've got this spot growing up in a, my uncle had put up in a pine tree. What was that? 50, 60 feet in the air. I mean, it was, <laughs> oh it my took gosh. like eight, eight sets of sticks and pegs and you're climbing on branches. I think at one point there weren't any sticks or pegs. It was you're just, just climbing branches. Just climbing branches. And like, there's no, it, it's so thick. There's no like, you, you can't really do like a safety line because it's right. like, it's just, you can't do it. Um, but you get up there and if you fall, like you're, you're not falling to the ground, you're hitting like a hundred branches before you get, you're pummeled. Um, but that spot opening day, I had a, it's, I was it's betting. Not one imp- it's not one impact. It's all the impact. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're you. like, when by the time you get to the bottom, you're just like a meat bag. With just yeah. crushed up bones, um, but I'm, I, I'm picturing some sort of like Family Guy esque like extended fall <laughs> as you're just like hitting every yeah. limb, or from like the the exorcism when she's all like twirl, yeah, twerking. That's around. right. Actually, you know Not what? No, it reminds me of um, Hot Rod when he falls yeah, down. Right. The, you know, he just keeps falling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We were just watching that the other day. So anyway, sorry. Continue. So, but, uh, but up there, I had a I bat batted one thousand. Over a couple of years, every single time I sat up there, I shot a deer because it was over a a swamp. So mm-hmm. I'm watching in the morning. I'd see here's three guys that go over there, four guys that go over there, and it would push them into this really thick. You know, you guys know uh, swamps out in Wisconsin, but real thick, you know, Michigan oh, swamp. Sure. And you just see a little deer. I, I and granted, I it was mostly does that I was shooting just because I just wanted the meat. But yeah, um, yeah, every time I sat up there. It was beautiful. See the sunrise so, you set up there, right? Oh, yeah. I yeah. helped hang one of those. Nice. <laughs> the, the biggest obstacle, it sounds like, is just overcoming your own fear. Yeah. And then, uh, and then not dying on the way up or the way down. It's Yeah, exactly. Your mortality is, is really, you know, the barrier to, to You're success. closer to heaven regardless. You are you closer to heaven if you're up there or if you fall. Or if you fall. Yeah, that's right. And it's they're deer, so it's worth any risk. Every right? That's how I've lived most of my life. And look at Jared, too, and we're still here. Yeah. You know, we're podcasting about it. So, 
Anyways. Living proof. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, no one out there should take our advice, our safety advice. Uh, but you know, if you listen to this podcast long enough, you knew that already. Yep. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you've had a you had a good you, you missed a deer. Um, you, did you shoot over it? What was the situation with this uh, life changing? You know, uh, man. Uh, you know, it, like I said, I, I just I got up in the morning and it was kind of like I was on this. Uh, it's like a super steep, you know hill coming in and then it ridges out and it's a pretty long ridge line on this piece and i look down and i see like a really nice buck i'm like oh my gosh you know it's a big one yeah uh, that doesn't happen to me all the time right and so and he goes to ease over the hill and so i grunt and he comes back out and then i look over and i'm like oh he's got a doe with him i didn't see her at first and she was like within she was much closer and within like line of sight with me yeah. so i was actually kind of surprised that i got away with grunting when i did because i thought maybe she'd you know you know pin me and exactly off they go right and so i'm like okay this is inter- interesting and and he wasn't um like he like he was with her but he wasn't following her like she'd go to go over the hill mm-hmm. and then he'd like go cut her off sure right and then she'd go over the hill and he'd cut her off so he's, he kind of just seemed like he really wanted to keep her up where they're at and so eventually i actually I threw out they both went over the hill mm-hmm. and I threw out a bleat and she pops out and comes like fire in my way. I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like, this is going to happen point blank. Like right. my biggest problem is going to be like, not get caught drawing. Right. When I'm trying to kill this buck and she comes through at seven yards, but instead of, um, following her again, he cuts around this brush pile and there's some trees and I'm like, gosh, darn it. And I'm like, okay, I think he's going to, you know, when he pops out, he's going to be like 35, 40 yards. And so she gets by me and I draw, and I don't know if he just stopped or if she somehow caught me drawing, uh, even though she was like, well by me, but out of my periphery, I see that she stopped, he stopped. And I'm like, so I just kind of took an, you know, like not an awkward angle, but I kind of had to, you know, pull around the tree a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to thread it between almost like, uh, you know, between two, trees that were you know i mean i had a i had a good shooting lane and so i don't know if there maybe i did get a little deflection off a piece of brush or i think it's actually likely that maybe i just shot low but sure um he uh he he escaped unscathed to uh fight that. another day so so you aaron you were trying to aaron Rodgers at right through a couple branches you know i i was i was threading the needle between <laughs> like t- between two like branchless trees yep. so i had like a lane but I I kind of like I'm there could have been something like you know in there that, sure. that got it. Like I said, I, and I think actually I, I quite possibly just shot low. You know, and that ha- with when it happens so fast and they're like they end up where you're not expecting it. And now I had the same thing happen. I had a deer I missed. I didn't miss. I I shot high in no man's land. It popped out at seven yards uh, for the early doe hunt oh, here yeah. in Michigan. I was with my daughter. We're in a ground blind. <clears throat> I'm just messing around. We're just hanging around. And I, like, peek up over the ground. Like, she's laying down. It was kind of cold. And we're just – I peek up, and there's a doe right there. So I'm like, D, I'm going to shoot, mm-hmm. you know. But same thing. She was so close, and I was just, like, not ready for it and shot high. And she still lives. I, uh, I've i been yeah. getting her on trail camera. She'll be around. And she's my she's on the hit list now. She's your target. got to finish the job. She's your target doe. Yeah, target <laughs> doe. Um, no, that's good. So you grunted. Sorry, no – Two questions about that, uh, but first I'll start with the second question. Mm. If that makes sense, uh, you <laughs> yes. you you can is that a can bleat? 
you know, so it was, and, and over the years I've used different, like, you know, like whatever, like grunt calls that you can yeah. kind of convert to a bleat, um, and had like, I guess some success with, um, like calling in like, like button bucks and sure. does and stuff like that. Uh, but it was just like, I just had it with me and I actually, I'd never even used, I've had that call for years and I've yeah. just like never really even used it. And I'm like, well, they're not, he's not respond Like he doesn't want to come fight. He's already got a doe. And yep. so my thought was to maybe try actually, and it like everything worked up until missing. I'm like, I'm going to try and call that doe in and see if he'll, you know, come in hot on her tail. Kind of like guys will do with uh, like Sitka blacktails up on like Prince of Wales Island yeah. or Kodiak or things like that. And like, it was cool. It, it worked like she came through, but, uh, hmm. that's God, a- and she just, she, she came through like firing, like she was such like vigor and like, <laughs> and like, it was such a contrast to like how they were acting initially. Like I, 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 I would have thought that he would have tailed her, but he just yeah. didn't. Man, that that's crazy to see a, a doe come in real hot like that. Just like pissed off. Yeah. It just, yeah. What was the, I, so yeah, speculation, right? Yeah. You know, like, oh, let's get in the mind of a doe. That's this whole podcast um, is speculation. Mm-hmm. You know. Right. But I just, I'd have to think that it probably sounded maybe possibly even more like a distress or something like that. Or yeah. or who knows? Maybe she, maybe it did sound like an estrus bleat and she wanted that buck off her and she thought that somehow if she got, you know. Come by this by sexy this other deer. Yeah. yeah. You know, come check her out. Leave me alone. Or, um, But, uh. But yeah, and I I I, I kind of speculate that it might have even been more of like kind of like a you know distress or something like that that she was just like going to come check it out maybe I don't know. There's so much speculation though when it comes to hunting. You know, one thing one thing I had this year, we put it on our story, um, but I had two does hmm. um, fighting like they had antlers this year. And at first, I'm like, these are there must be two button bucks that are just you know lock, yeah, right. locking heads, and they're just it, they would kind of go soft, like they wouldn't hit each other, like they're ramming each other, but they would kind of like push their heads together, and then they would just kind of push. And you know, and this kind of goes to something I want to talk talk about here today. But um, if I had not had binoculars, and, and there have been many years in my life, you know, the past however twenty years that I've hunted, where I have not had binoculars, and I would have thought that's two button bucks obviously like why would does do that um but i had 10 by my 10 vortex 10 by 42s pop it up and i'm like no those are two does and they're actually good size does um and they were like 50 yards right and so i'm with my naked eye again i would have thought button buck threw them up and it's like no those are definitely does but they were i think it was over food i don't know that's so it's all like you said it's all speculation i have no idea why they would do that man it, it is interesting you know and uh but also, like, the other cool part of that is, you know, you're in a pretty close quarter scenario, right? You're talking 50 yards. Yep. And so you're thinking, like, oh, 50 yards. I can see 50 yards. I can exactly. tell whatever I need to know what's going on 50 to 100 yards, like, no problem. Like, yep. and but then you were able to, you know, do a little optics detective work and yep. discern, like, oh, wait a minute. That's two does. And then now it's like now you've got a very curious situation that you can speculate on still for the rest of your exactly. life. But at least you have, you have more information to go off of. I wouldn't have been misinformed and th- thought, you know, it's a, it's a button buck. Um, but that goes for, for my, most of my year. Um, the spots that I've hunted, um, I may see movement. I've, I've had it movement far off where I've been like, Oh, what is that pop up my glass? And it's, you know, whatever. Um, whereas in the past, 
I wouldn't have. Um, and so we've, we've talked about this in the podcast a lot, but like binoculars, when you white, they're not for just Western hunting. Like you should have them mm-hmm. on you. Any, for me, even when we're scouting, even when we're, we'll go fishing, I always have them on just cause I'm always like, want to see what's, what's around. But, but, hunt, but whitetail hunting, I feel like it's, it's something people don't do enough. We've talked, you've, I feel like I took, took you some convincing to do it. It did. It's, it's taken me some time to, I guess, just feel comfortable with them on me and then mm-hmm. just actually using them. Yeah. Like I just never have before in the past. Maybe it's because I haven't had them with me, but just, oh yeah, I can, I can go and look at that 200 yards away now or yeah. I can identify mm-hmm. those deer over there. Yeah. Um, and it's just another little tool to your asset that I think just a lot of whitetail hunters are just not capitalizing on and they should be. Yeah. I mean, think of Man. all the crap you bring in your pack that you never use, and you're like, but you're you're like, ah, I don't need binoculars. That's just extra weight, and mm-hmm. it's like you've got you know way more than you need in your pack. I think it's time for a break. Yeah, we we were getting long winded. Yep, it's time for a break. We're gonna thank a couple of our uh, couple more sponsors. Who doesn't love smoked meat, Jared? Communists. That's <laughs> who doesn't like smoked meat. If you're not a communist. Check out Gorilla Grills. So whenever you go out to the field and you procure your own game, you mm-hmm. can bring it back and press your wife, your husband, your kids, your, your friends, fran- friends, your family, anybody with your smoked meat. Check out GorillaGrills.com for all your smoking needs. Everybody knows that arrows are the lifeblood of the hunting industry. If you're a bow hunter, your worth is measured in the amount and the quality of arrows that you have. If you have good arrows, and a lot of them, you are arrow rich. And everybody wants to be arrow rich. Everyone wants to be arrow rich. In one way of doing that, using vector arrows. Why? They are the best. They are tough. You can go to their website, enter all your bow specs in, and they'll spit out the exact arrows that you need. Check them out, vectorcustomshop.com. And be arrow rich. If you're looking for quality, handmade, traditional archery equipment, look no further than Bivouac Bow Co., Jim and Georgia. Actually, we had them on the podcast, episode 93. Check it out. Handmake bows. They have years of experience. Their machining is precise, and their products are beautiful. Check them out at bivouacboco.com. And finally, I want to introduce a new sponsor of the show. Wild Pursuit Wellness makes premium CBD products. It's all natural, broad-spectrum CBD, meaning that there is less than 0.0% THC. It only has two ingredients, CBD and MCT coconut oil. It can be ingested or used topically on the skin to help with muscle soreness or joints. We we use it a lot after long hikes or, or sits out in the woods. It's grown and extracted right in the Rocky Mountains, and it's shipped directly to you anywhere in the United States. It's great CBD at an extremely low price, and it can be even lower if you use promo code BOGA for 20% off at checkout. Check them out, wildpursuitwellness.com. Yeah, I mean, and, and you hit on it, and I, and I hear it too, you know, and it's just like, you know, of course I work for an optics company, right? So a person might be like, oh, of course they're going to say that, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, people are like, oh yeah, I whitetail hunt, but, you know, I, I don't use, you know, I don't use binoculars. And I'm like, dude, are you like insane? Are you an insane person? And, and I would go as far to say like i mean they're they're gonna improve your any outdoor experience like you're talking about like fishing hiking whatever like yeah they are going to enhance that outdoor experience there's things that you can uh spot questions you can answer you don't have to wonder yeah you know like um hey 
case in point, this morning, I'm outside with the dog. We live in kind of like standard subdivisionville, if you will, right? Mm-hmm. But across the street, there's a cut cornfield and, and some timber back there. And I see a deer come out of the timber, cross kind of this narrow strip of the cut corn. So, of course, I'm grabbing the dog. And, and well, actually, instinctually, I actually reached for my binoculars nice. that weren't on my chest. Because nice. I'm out. And I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah, you don't have those. You're like outside with the dog right <laughs> Right. Uh, run inside, grab my binos, get outside. You know, the deer's already gone into the timber. And, you know, that's a case where the deer was a little bit further out. It was probably like four or 500 yards away. Yeah. By its body size, I'm going to assume that it was a buck. By yep. the kind of the way it was walking, I'm going to assume it was a buck. Had I been able to get my binos on it, I would have known exactly what that deer was, you know, where it was going and maybe even why it was going there. Yeah. Right. So, um, I mean, that's, I mean, so there's, there's a case that you should always have your binoculars on you, uh, all the time, even when you're just in your front yard. But, um, yeah, such a huge asset though, such a huge asset and you can just learn so much. Um, yeah. In so many ways, mm-hmm. you know, in a variety, in a variety of capacities for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, it's Intel, um, yeah, I've had it with, I've had a couple times this year where it's like, I, I, there's a buck coming in. <clears throat> do I get, do I grab my bow? You know, am, am I getting all set up to shoot or is this a, you know, you can tell it's a buck. You just don't know what it is. Um, unfortunately. I actually had that <clears throat> a couple weeks ago. I was hunting a piece of public out by like Hastings area. Yeah. And I saw the buck come in and he was probably 200 yards out. And I saw that he had a set of antlers on him. But the tips of them were kind of darker in color, so they're kind of, like, blending in with his surroundings behind them. Yep. And all I could see were, like, two horns. Yeah, right. right. I'm like, okay, little forky, I'll let you go. Then he goes into this little, just like a marshy creek bottom. Yep. And I saw him kind of just milling around down in there, and I finally brought up the binos and checked them out. Big eight point. Yeah. Big old eight point. And (laughs) I mean, I would have never known that if I would have not taken out the binos and check this dude out so yep. i can yeah. attest to that i mean it, it it's it's that same thing's happened to me before that this is one of my earlier rifle season in wisconsin but you know opening day deer pops out again and some cut corn right yeah and i'm like oh man there's a deer out there and i mean it stood out there for a while and it was probably you know only i bet it was like 250 yards away so not like exceptionally far at least in my mind it was like if i if it's a buck i'm gonna know that it's a buck i'm like you know what god, i should probably look at that thing yeah. i'm like oh my god like it was a big buck again it was like probably like you know mid 30s you know pushing 140 buck you know split split twos on both oh, sides wow. and yeah. i'm like you know i need to shoot this deer yeah, right? right and right, i right. ended up i ended up killing it which was awesome but um without optics like that's just not happening you've been like oh that was a big doe that was standing out there exactly and that's in the wide open right but i think sometimes in those in those cut cornfields i think just like i don't know at least this is my personal opinion but there's like a weird contrast where those horns just like blend in they do camo with the rest of it they look Mm -hmm. like it just reminds me of a story um growing up we're hunting in uh northern michigan i like story time with james and i know right we've got deer camp right it's a gun opener got a bunch of guys and one of my cousins who is known for we maybe you could say wounding deer uh and (laughs) oh uh, i know this cousin yeah and uh then there's another guy there, and, and so he's they're hunting. He's like, hey, man, you know, the the older guy ends up having to poop, right? He poops in the woods, and uh, they they get back to camp, and my cousin 
uh, he's like, hey, I, I saw you pooped in the woods. And he's like, what do you mean? You weren't even close to me. He's like, oh, no, I had my rifle scope. I was just, you know, he's like, no, bull crap you did. He goes, for sure, you wipe with your right hand. Oh, and I'm, yeah. and he like he was so pissed about it because it's like you're using your rifle scope and you're watching who, who watches another man poop anyways. Well, um, who wants to get shot at that yeah. moment in time either? You, you don't want to die with your pants down, you know. No. Mm-mm. Although with a dirty ass. Yeah, you, you hate to see it. You really do. <laughs> 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 no, that's that's good. No, we've we've used them a lot um, lately. Uh, even for for things like early season, you know, are there acorns? in this tree mm-hmm. you know we're, we're scouting is this tree producing crop I, I learned that from dr grant woods um you ever heard of him no i'll shake yeah, my head like yeah but yeah yeah no. he's he's uh like a biologist he's got growing deer tv it's good stuff yeah, yeah. he's he's pretty mm-hmm. pretty knowledgeable guy um but we'll check in and look for mass crops and stuff like that so helpful stuff i mean yeah and there's there's just so much you know you're 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 scouting and and or even like scouting and figuring stuff out while you're hunting you know if you if you are hunting a bunch of different spots throughout the season that maybe you haven't been able to jump in before or even you have been there before but you want to know what's going on um from you know you kind of get this uh i don't know like with your naked eye maybe you're in the timber or something Mm -hmm. like that or even across the field like you just can't you don't have that depth of field yeah right yep and, you know, you throw your binos up and you can be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, oh, instead of just like a, uh, you know, a fence line, it's like, okay, well, there's a fence line, but, oh, you know, there's the stuff. barbed wire, the, the barbed wire droops in that spot, you know, oh, there's a heavy deer trail cutting through there, you know, n- now without ever having to set foot over there, yeah. you have an idea of what's going on, maybe how you want to set up or, yeah. or even a place where you're like, I need to really be watching that spot because it's likely that the deer are going to be coming through there. There's just, um, you know, or going in and out of your, your, you know, your setups. I mean, case in point, again, not to get into story time, but I feel like they do like illustrate the benefits of having good optics. But I was slipping into a spot opening day this year and uh, was, you know, a couple hundred yards, probably like 150 yards from um, where I wanted to set up. Yeah. And I'm like, oh man, that's like, just with my naked eye, I'm like, oh, that's like a curious, like horizontal line down there. And mm-hmm. I throw my binos up. I'm like, oh man, that's, that is, that's the back of a deer. And it's like in some stuff and it's moving. And, um, and it eventually takes another step. And I'm like, oh, that's, you know, again, it was like another really nice buck, like mm-hmm. probably like a mid twenties, like, you know, nice buck for sure. Buck that I would have, you know, wanted to get a crack at, but without optics, like I wouldn't have been able to tell that it was a deer. Like maybe yep. once it moved, I'd been able to tell that, yes, it was a deer. I never would have been able to tell what it was because it was in super thick cover. Now I can't really say that because I eventually, like if I kept my eyes on it, I probably would have been able to tell that it was thrashing it's a limb yeah. um, because it did start, it, it eventually <laughs> did start working a limb. So I'd have been able to tell that it was a buck, but I wouldn't have been able to tell, is it a two point? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. a really big deer? Um, Cause I did, I did see actually a two point later that day doing the same thing. Right. But yeah. again, only with optics was I able to tell what that was. And, you know, it's just still hunting on your way in. Exactly. Um, yeah. You know, sh- shed hunting for goodness sakes. Like I know people that shed hunt without optics. I'm like, why wouldn't I want to be able to like look from 50 to hundred yards away and tell that that white spot is just like a stick that got. Broke? Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're, I mean, you save your, your boots by glassing, right? And I think that's that's a that's a big. What's your what's your uh, magnification? Like what's your whitetail magnification? 
I, I, I can probably go back and forth, right? But I'd say by and large, I use a 10 by 42. Yeah. But that's like also my do all. Like, right. I'll go less with a 10 by 42. I'll do my whitetail stuff with a 10 by 42. Um, you know, some scenarios, probably an 8 by 42 or an 8 by 50 could be, you know, like yep. really, really nice as well. Cause sometimes 10. Sometimes 10 is a little too much in some ways, but mm-hmm. also sometimes it's just right. And sometimes, you know, if you get in some wide open egg stuff, sometimes you actually wish you had a little more. So like I find 10 as at least for me personally is like that, that happy median. Yeah. I had the, for a while I had the eight by 50 diamond backs for, Great for a while. Yeah. Um, now it's, we, we both do the 10 by 42 just because, you know, it's great for it's. I think it's fine for whitetail. Um, I like to use them for we go camping out west, and we we like to find you know animals and stuff. And you know, should we go west or we go we're going east farther mm-hmm. this year? Whatever. It's just like I feel like it. It's just got me covered for, for everything. Yeah, I mean that's just it's it's a really good do all magnification for sure. Um, you know, and and binoculars these days. You know, I mean, when you're talking, I guess specifically the bow side and, and compact binoculars. 100% have a home. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, I like compact binoculars. I've used compact binoculars. But um, again, like I hear sometimes, particularly boners say, like, well, I don't need a, a big set of binoculars. Just give me a compact and I'll throw it in my pocket. And I guess with like with harnesses these days and, yep. and you know, kind of these more elaborate, you know, chest harnesses that have, you know, essentially full coverage, they, they don't, they're not a ton of added weight. They're no. not a ton of added you know, I guess obstruction, if you will, they suck tight to your chest. Yep. You got your binos always at the ready, you know, and to me, carrying a full size binocular just isn't, um, it's not like a detriment. Like you're not, you're no. not losing mm-hmm. anything by having that with you. And I think it's just, man, you're just gaining, gaining so much. Yeah, no, I agree. Are you, are you, you're, so you're using the fully enclosed, are you uh binocular harness, right? Yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Just here. cause I like to, you know, I like to keep the the rain off the uh, the eyepieces. It keeps debris, you know, if you're going through thick stuff, you know, from oh, yeah. getting, you know, getting getting in inside the eye cups there. And you go to lift them up, you're like, oh yeah, let me get that pine needle out. Yeah. Well, that's uh, that's our specialty, going through the thick stuff. Like, I don't think it's even an option not to have coverage in our binos. It's that thick stuff. Let's y- go. You should it. see my my bowstrings <laughs> at the end of the year. I have to change my bowstrings every single year. It's not like, and I do shoot a lot, but it's. But like for a recurve, you don't need to change them that much unless it's just shredded from all the prickers that we go through. I mean, or briars, all the time. or briars, depending on where you're from. from. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. So, oh, is this is is this a eternal debate: prickers versus briars? Yeah, we hear it a lot. Briars. Um, that doesn't sound right to me. Mm. Um, and I think it's wrong. <laughs> but you know, people say it. So prickers just like a it's gonna be prickers. Yeah, you gotta go through them prickers. Uh, I, I feel like there's another one somebody said once. I don't remember now. Stickers. Brambles maybe. Brambles, yeah, like are, yeah. Stickers and brambles. And it's like that's. What do you call them? I usually call them briars. Briars. Oh, it's a, such an ugly word. And I, I guess, and, and I don't even know because I've actually contemplated this myself. I'm like, is that even the right term? And I guess I'm talking about like the super viney. Yeah. Wants whips, to hold you back, thorny whips. Ca- yep. catch your feet at every morning. Yeah, and then you got the thorny whips, which actually, I've got one of those in my knuckle here. It's still, it doesn't look like there's not even a wound anymore, but it's still quite tender because I mm-hmm. had like a, it was like a spring-loaded, uh, spined yes. stick that a booby trap. <laughs> yes, it was, yeah, like a 
Burmese tiger trap. Yo, I got one on my finger. I I think you I got, got it that, out. You got that from the wild olives that grow rampant. It, it is. It's still swollen. It's been like a couple weeks. Like it it kills. Yeah. I hate it. But we it's here's our problem. We'll pick out a spot, and we'll decide well, we're gonna go hunt there in the morning. We've never been there before, mm-hmm. and so we're just like wandering through. Like we have to get up so freaking early because we got we know it takes forever. We wander through olives, which don't even really have prickers on them, do they? They do. Do they? Mm-hmm. Anyways, um, you that's how we do it. Again. I, briars. It's fine. What do you call them? I I don't know. Probably prickers. I'm lost. <laughs> I don't I'm know. A, I'm my true north anymore. Fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got oh, nothing now. <laughs> Stumped him. I, actually, it's like I I did, but then I was like, ah, it's inappropriate. And yeah. Then, like, like my brain started like shutting down. <sighs> that's uh, spotlights on you. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. The big lights, you know. I know, <laughs> right, man. Um, that's interesting. Uh, no, the, the magnification is, yeah, we're, I think we're all 10 by 42s, but I've heard a lot of eight by guys and I don't know any whitetail guys that do 12, but I mean, if you're out West or you're, you know, you're like, or who's deer or something. Or... Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 12s, you know, out West, probably that, that <clears throat> is becoming more my go-to, but I'd say that's definitely on, on when I know it's going to be like nearly like kind of like a 100% open landscape western hunt like, yep. like you said coos deer or something like that i'll stay glued to my 12s the whole time and that'll be my chest bino and my tripod bino kind of doing all that at once and you know d- definitely sometimes i'll have the 18s depending on on the hunt as well like a coos deer hunt but um those 12s are nice yeah now now unrelated question well kind of related this has been a thing you know it, actually covid has we call it corvid corvid has brought it to light um, okay fogging up my glasses mm. so you're, you work for an optics company. You deal with glass. I have a fog issue. I, whenever I wear my stupid mask in public, or even when I'm hunting and I get a cold nose, I want to put my face mask over my nose. I got glass. I fog up. Is there a solution? A, a full solution to external fogging? On my from, glasses, yes. I do not believe there is. I mean, I think there's different you know, solutions. Yeah. And coatings that will help, I guess, mitigate or, you know, inhibit to a certain degree. Yeah. But, <clears throat> I mean, if you've got moisture and, you know, the uh, this discrepancy in heat. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it's just something that's going to happen. So, all of our optics are fog proof, yeah. right? But that's internal fogging, right? Yep. So, they're, you know, they're they're sealed and they're, they're, they're purged, right? Mm-hmm. So, yep. that's going to, you know, prevent moisture from getting inside the optic getting trapped and then essentially you know fogging fogging the the internals of the optic but a foolproof plan for external that's tough but i mean there's things you can do too like um use a uh you know keep your binos so they're on your chest on the exterior you know don't tuck them into your jacket yep. and then hike around create a bunch of sweat and it's a cold day you go pull them out to look through them and they're going to fog externally. Right. Yep. So there's, you know, there's just certain things you can do to help, I guess, you know, prevent it from happening. Um, you know, the other thing is, you know, when you finally see that big buck, don't take a giant gasp and breathe on your rifle scope or binoculars, which yeah. is maybe sometimes do. easier said than done. Yeah. Take a deep breath to steady your nerves. <laughs> take a deep breath <laughs> to steady your nerves. Hey, Name that movie. Escanaba in the moonlight. You're there welcome. we go. Yep. Oh, there you go. You know what they That's- say? Big bucks make big tracks. They do. Save that for a rainy day. <laughs> we're not going down that road. No, right thank now. you. We'll quote the whole movie. Every no one ever. Said, I feel like no one we've ever had on has ever seen it. You've ever seen Escanaba in the Moonlight? 
so it's been recommended yeah. several times. Mm. I I think I have seen parts of it, you, but you don't not, need to see the whole thing. Mm-mm. It's just, but it's a deer camp classic, right? Yeah, yeah. What's that? Who's oh. that? Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels at his best, I would say. Better than Dumb and Dumber? Who? No, no way. No, you don't, can't be. Don't dead. go there. No. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, I just... I'd be I'd be dead wrong if I mm. said. <laughs> no, that's that's helpful to know. Um. Yeah, so we're we're the other thing we're we're adding and we're going to be doing a lot of actually in the coming weeks in West Virginia um, is using a spotting scope. We're mm-hmm. going to be doing some spot and stalk using a spotting scope. Um, also, not a thing a lot of whitetail guys do, but um, pretty nice even for that summer scouting. You throw it on your window, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that, and that's another thing for for people that are trying to do low impact scouting. It's almost like a you know like a live trail cam, right? You're yeah. really get back you know i guess visually right you know some great distances you're not you're not putting any sort of pressure on those deer right you haven't stopped the truck you're not looking at them you know they're not get getting on to you know what you're trying to do which is i guess ultimately kill them so mm, yeah i can't can't really blame them <laughs> but um but uh but yeah you can do some cool stuff with a spotting scope uh they're easy to film through right so mm-hmm. like if you're the type of person that you know enjoys taking video or stills of deer you can essentially use that spotter as a long lens get some really cool images yeah um <clears throat> and again you're going to be able to with that higher mag greater detail you know if you, if you are in an area where maybe you do have the opportunity to um really know which bucks are out there like yeah. you're going to be able to look through it and be like yep that's that deer or you can take a picture of that deer and reference it. So there's, there's a lot of cool stuff. Like you said, scouting wise, you can do with the spotter in the whitetail world. Yeah. Are, are you uh, a phone scope guy or one of those kind of adapter? Or do you just eyeball it? Like, with your uh, if I have it with me and I think about it or I have the time, then the phone scope is like super awesome and does mm, yeah. a really, really good job of getting a picture. Uh, oftentimes I do find myself like just, doing like a not good job yeah. and hand holding it and then the result is very evident it's like your hand shakes <laughs> i figured out though you put the eye cup out it works well at least on the um, on my binos you, you put the eye cup out and it lines up pretty well it's just my hands are like very shaky, shaky. yeah mm-hmm. i'm generally left with like well i tried yeah Exactly. Yeah. I gave it and my I, best. I, we'll throw it on instagram and be like you know what you guys deal with it <laughs> this is the best i could do yeah. so just be okay with it deal with yeah. it you can't tell. There is a deer. There is there, something though. brown. That's a deer, and it's uh, find the image. Find the item in the image. Yeah, it's like a Where's Waldo, <laughs> and you always find like those little snakes in the. Yeah, le- I hate snakes, but we won't go there. Yeah. Um. No, that's that's uh that's helpful to know. Um. We're, we're, like I said, we're 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 big on uh on the the optics lately. Um, and it actually made me popular in uh, Yellowstone this year. I uh I glassed up uh uh. And we talked about this a little bit on the mm-hmm. podcast, uh, a wolf hunt from a f- very far distance. Cause I'm just sitting there with my 10 by 42s. We drew a huge crowd and I'm passing around by my doc. I was the most popular guy at that stop. It was in what, which Valley? Um, I can't remember. Passing around binos. Passing around. COVID? Yeah, man. I already had COVID, so I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not scared of that. <laughs> Unless I can get it again, which I don't know. I've had it too. And I, you, can I we get it again? We have both had it. And we, I didn't even give really? it to you. Yep. Yeah. Yep, I had it. You beat it faster than I did. Yeah. <laughs> Must be nice. It's what, that's go. why I eat lunch and fuel the body. Yeah, I didn't Just eat like lunch. We talking, and here although, I am. 
You're wore down. That's, yeah. That Subway I ate beforehand has given me, like, some stupid phlegm coating, and I cannot stop clearing my mouth. Yeah, and you're going to be farting soon, so that's going to be lovely. <laughs> yep. So you got some more – you get <laughs> some, more big hunts. Uh, pay. <laughs> Mark, you got big plans. Like, you got any more hunts this year? Or what, what, are you, what are you looking at for the rest of 2020? Are you pretty busy? Man, I'm trying to think. You know, I've got, a, I guess, a lot of home stuff on the docket. So um, I, I did end up getting lucky. I shot a buck opening day of rifle season this year so that that was cool to like definitely like we're talking earlier got a lot of a lot of hunt days in yeah uh and finally knocked one down so that was cool it was a a nice three-year-old buck um and then i shot uh that buck with my bow last year but it actually tested positive for cwd which is a bummer yeah so um the the unit or the the county that i shot it has really high high prevalence so uh, the biologist came through, you know, we took, took the sample and he aged it off a of tooth wear. And I'm like, and he said, it kind of fell into like that, that four to five bucket as far as sure. age. I'm like, and I was like, so what, what do you think? And he was essentially like, it's 50, 50, whether this, you know, does or doesn't test positive. So the bright spot is, is they actually gave me a replacement tag, which is a pretty cool deal. Oh, oh, nice. um, and so I actually still have two buck tags in my pocket for here at home, which is, a blessing because it's yeah. super convenient but there's also things on my mind like oh yeah man it'd be awesome to go to arizona and bow hunt coos deer during the rut yeah. or you know nebraska's muzzleloader season is coming up right now and that'd be super fun to do uh but then i'm like from a practicality standpoint i'm like i am the proud owner of two buck tags still like mm-hmm. why do i need to go anywhere yeah, so. i know now uh, vortex are they do you get a lot of time off to go hunt how does how does hunting yeah. work vacation work at a, a you know and you're not really a hunting company but in many ways you are oh no i'd say i mean yeah i mean our primary i guess you know markets if you will not that we don't extend you know into like general observation or birding or things like that yeah. but i mean we really are a hunt tactical company if you're going to like really break it down into major buckets that that you know we we play in as far as you know the products that that we produce um so yeah i mean it, it's tricky right so i'd say vacation you know occasionally you're able to uh uh turn hunting into work work into hunting however that yep. uh, works out so that's uh, for sure a uh, super huge blessing you know jim and i who i i co-host our podcast yep. with uh you know we did a cool uh uh antelope hunt out in wyoming i guess back in october so that was really cool to go out and chase antelope around and call that work we actually uh kind of uh we called it dirt begging for does so we just bought some (laughs) i'm looking at a picture of it right now (laughs) oh nice so that was nice yeah yeah just uh yeah we just we just drove out there camped you know got on a piece of blm uh you know ate on the cheap you know, bought those doe tags out there. I want to say they're like 34 or 39 bucks. Again, I'm probably ruining the things that I like to do. But yeah, you get right, to go right. on this like super cool, awesome Western adventure. It doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. You can mm-hmm. scout a unit, you know, if, if you want to, you know, maybe hunt it down the future, maybe get a buck tag, get some awesome meat, have, you know, essentially the pretty much the same experience. Yeah. With, like out the pressure of like, oh, we did out of state hunt. Let's, you know, you got to try and get a big one or whatever. It's like, no, let's just go have fun. You know, so that's that's kind of what that hunt was all about. So you like the uh, the pronghorn eats pretty well. Some people like hate on it. Dude, people love to hate on it. And, and, it, and it gets talked about more as far as the like how truly good it is. Like, yeah, I would say. Bowman, before you answer, I've never heard this argument before. You haven't? No, I haven't. I haven't. I guess I'm 
too shallow. Yeah, you are. But give me uh, what you've heard as our – yeah, give me a couple pros of the meat, like good reviews, and then what people are saying that they're raw like Why dog- don't they like why it? Why are they raw dogging on it? Oh, man. I mean, so things I hear people say negatively, right? Like, oh, it's, you know, it tastes like liver. Uh, it's like uh, super gamey. It's sagey. Like, and – I think, and I think a lot of people would agree, um, it can get that way. Mm-hmm. I think yep. it. I think it's a game that you have to really take care of, well and right away. So it's like, if you get one down, get the hide off, get it cold. You know, get 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 the guts out, get it broke down. However, you're going to do that, whether you're going to you know gutless method or whatever, but get that get that meat off and get it cold quick. Mm-hmm. And then you're in the chips and yep. you are poised to have probably some of the best game meat you've ever had. And of course you want to cook it properly, sure. you know, like most, you know, I'd say like red meat, wild game, you know, probably cook it on the rarer side. Exactly. You don't want to overcook it. Um, phenomenal. Like I would say for me personally, if I was going to like rank wild game, yep. I'd probably go moose, antelope, elk. Wow. Wow. Cause elk's good. Elk is very good. Elk is really good. I'm not and I moose. think I like antelope better. See, my yeah. I was talking with my dad the other day over Thanksgiving, and we were talking about you know how me personally, I like the taste of elk meat just a little bit more than venison, and how we were mm-hmm. exploring different stuff, uh, different kind of wild game meats, yeah. how we were cooking it, and he goes, "Oh, but my number one game meat is moose." Moose, he, yeah, I've yeah, heard yeah, a lot of people tried love it. moose. We had who was just on saying that. Yeah, anyways, yeah, it's good. So, I mean. And it it could be just because, like, and probably wrongly so, right? Like, I feel like we always compare wild game to some sort of, like, domestic counterpart. Exactly. Right? Like, With no flavor. Um, right, you right. know? So, but, like, moose is, like, I feel like it's probably, like, the closest to beef. Yeah. But it's probably actually better at the same time. Yep. Like, it's got, you know, like, it still tastes like a moose, but it's just good yeah. you know and i feel like antelope definitely fall in fall into that category and, and the elk are amazing i'm probably you know putting elk third just because i can never kill the damn things yeah but, um no, i can understand that <laughs> uh but uh but yeah I'd, I'd say man anybody who's thinking about it they're they're a cool animal you know i always say they're quintessential animal of the west i mean it you know they're truly unique yeah um it, it can be a even if you have a buck tag, it's low pressure hunt. You're probably going to see some animals if you're in an okay unit, and even if you're in a, not a great unit, you're probably going to see some animals. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're neat. You know, I've been eating um goose, a lot of geese lately. Yeah, really. A another fan of them. An, another animal or bird or whatever that gets like people talk down about it, but if you treat them right, they're good. Oh, uh, my daughter would eat. I mean, she'd eat that every single day. Really? Oh yeah, I'll I strip it. I do it in strips and just really quick, real quick, both sides. It's it's basically red meat, which is so bizarre for it being a bird, but totally. You know, I sear quick on both sides, or I've done jerky out of it, um, which is okay. It's okay. I, the, the, the stuff I gave you was okay. It did not have any garlic. <laughs> I took well, we were hunting, and I'm like, ah, I don't want really garlicky stuff if we're out there eating on it. So it was just like salt and pepper, pretty. Yeah, but to to give you a little benefit of the doubt, so James has a lot of um like personal food allergies, so a lot of stuff that you can't eat. Yeah. So a lot of the food that he cooks and has me try is very basic, salt and pepper, some garlic in there. So coming from my – Well, you had – and you had come with your – remember your – whatever that – that jerky. What was that? that was, meat sti- hot sticks, meat sticks? 
Yeah, but I also brought some jerky that had like curing salt yeah. and a bunch of. I didn't other have any of that. Weird curing stuff. stuff yeah. uh, curing salt would. I think I gotta find a good one that wouldn't. So I believe put my my personal feedback towards you might have been a little bit blotched. Yeah, I, my my tastes are very different than I think the average person. Like what's sweet to me is not what's sweet to the average human being. Yep. It's very true. You know, so I like you to have think a sensitive I palate. Natural. I have a sensitive palate and really a refined. That you know, and that comes refined. To think of it. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that sounds way cooler. Yeah. See him when he's drinking wine. Pinky out. We although we okay we had the okay we have to tell the story and you might not like that I'm telling the story. So last year you know we were talking about going to to Wisconsin. We get there, and we we have our inaugural beer and I had wine because I can't have gluten. Um, but we had a smoke which we don't really <laughs> yeah. smoke, but we're like when we're out we're camping we're gonna do it. Love a heater. So you posted a picture. <laughs> You posted a picture of us. You edited out my cigarette because he thought I didn't want people to know I had smoked a cigarette in my life. That's true. So I've been just giving him crap for like, because otherwise I'm just standing there like this, like, like this. with a really effeminate like hand, like a, a handcuffed right in front of your. And like, you're just sitting there with, and the, meanwhile you got one like out of your mouth, looking like a bad man. Well, I, that's because you had said to me at one time, I was like, I'm gonna post it. And you're like, No, man, I don't want to have that. I got a cigarette in my hand. Yeah, I'm I like, forgot well, why. There was a right, reason. Whatever. Maybe I was just... So then it came time to... I was like, all right, it's a good celebratory picture for a caption that I wanted yeah. to use. So I'm like, oh, I'll just use my we're, technology information. And we're not smokers, the- but we will when we, like, especially 3D season. We'll do heat. We call them heater bets. And so, like, best shot here wins a pack of heaters. And, uh, and that oh, pack wow. lasts... That lasts, like, like two years. Year. I've yeah. got one that I've had, like, two years. So I don't think they're good. Do they go bad? It might go stale. It might go stale, but that's yeah. a, you know what? It's the it's the principle of the matter. It's, you got to bet you know, something, and it's, it's got to be a little the meaning naughty. of the pack of smokes, not necessarily the smoking. Exactly, the exactly. Smoke. He gets it. So, anyways, yeah, he edited me out, so I look more effeminate. So, of the Boga <laughs> duo, he is you know still reigning supreme. Yeah, you hate to the see in, it. The intent, though, you got to look at the intent. That was being a good friend. I appreciate it. Thank you. But I did have to make fun of you. You understand, my hands were tied. <laughs> you, you know, like you, 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 you do something nice for somebody <laughs> once in a while. No, nope. I know. It just think, no good back. You know, I would rather get mocked than embrace the wrath of dude. Dude, now you posted that. Now everybody a knows I've smoked hand. a cigarette in my life. Yep. I'm saying, so. I went for the better betterment. I saved no, you. But for the listeners, our the Boga official stance on tobacco. We're anti. We're anti-smoking tobacco. Are we? Is that our official stance? Is, the, is our Boga Hunting podcast? You got your dip right there. No, I guess we're not. <laughs> well, <coughs> I don't know what to say then. <laughs> you're 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 pro. Make your own choices. You, you know what? You know we're pro freedom. Pro freedom. Right? We're, we've been pro freedom since we started. Now, that's a fact. Do what you want. Do what oh, you want. Do what you want. Legally. Yeah. Legally. Within the bounds of the law. That's right. Yeah. Do what you want. Like yeah, I mean you can't you can't argue with that, right? No, no. Hey, you do you. You do you. Um, well, Mark, um, coming up, like what, what you know, going into twenty twenty one, are there things we should be looking out for for Vortex? Like what what do you guys been working on? Oh man, uh, the the product development guys always have cool stuff in the hopper. Um, the way, uh, I mean, I guess I can't give too many specifics, you know, right now, sure. but. Um, Man, we've had some cool stuff come out pretty darn recently. We've got some cool stuff on the horizon. We've got the new year coming up where a few things are going to drop around that new year time frame. Mm-hmm. There's going to be stuff that drops after. So 
Uh, man, I'd say keep your eyes, keep your eyes peeled. Um, you know, I mean, there's, there's always something that, you know, the product development guys are a pretty cracked team of smart dudes doing cool stuff. Nice. And, and uh, so, yeah, there's, there's always some, some neat stuff on the horizon, but well, and uh, clothing, like you guys have a pretty sweet clothing line. Are you wearing any right now? Oh, yeah, He's got, got one on right now. Wow. Oh, right now. Yeah. 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 You got, you got to look good to feel good. Right. You and really so, do. Um, yeah. We've got uh, a pretty, uh, pretty um, robust, uh, apparel line right now. And again, even with that, you know, we got, you know, cool stuff on the horizon. So, uh, check it out. It's all on the website. You know, th- those are some of the things that are for sale on the website, you know? So I say our model by and large with our core products is, you know, we have a dealer direct sales model, Yep. but, um, the apparel is, is an outlier there. So if you want to, you know, look sharp on the street, you got to look good. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Yeah. I I've been wearing the, uh, is it shed hunter? That yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, I, I've hunted it a couple times. And that thick wool beanie. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, the black one. For sure, you know, and, and there's, you know, some crossover, right? I guess the, the, the tagline that we have associated with the apparel is fit for everywhere. And, and you know, some of those pieces definitely do lend themselves to, it's like, oh, you want to go to the range? Great. You want to be at work? Great. You want to relax on a Sunday? Great. You want to go, you know, hunt? You yes. know, you can you can hunt in it too. So, um it's yeah. kind of, uh, you know, pretty, uh, they definitely, you know, cross some boundaries there and, and, uh, you know, you can use them again, however you want. Exactly. Do you, you ever Do wear, you? you wear something like that to church? What would you wear this little, uh, is that, is that church wear? Do you wear, are you no. like a tie to church kind of guy? I'll do a button down. Your button down. Yeah. Button down shirt tucked in. Our, ours slacks. is a very more, as more like, uh, relaxed. I saw Does a guy it, wearing a hat church the other day couldn't believe it hey you do you, you do, do you, you man i so. i will say you know i mean not now we're getting you know you complimenting each other's uh attire but um i like the the vest choice i'm a big vest guy and dude thank you your vest you guys game are is strong vest today, i do dude i love that i've noticed your vest i i uh i'm a big vest fan i like a good vest i've the one, be a part of the club uh club? well do you have any do you even own any yes one what you do yeah, I got it from uh, TJ Maxx, I believe. Oh, wow. That won't mm-hmm. play. Core warm, arms free. Well, it's a good way to live. I uh, Well, and especially if I'm going to try, because I'm, I'm fixing to go shoot my bow in a minute after we're done with this. And uh, with I with this the recurve I'm shooting right now, I, I get a lot of string slap. So the, the as much as I can cut down on bulk on my left arm, Oh, yep. you know, the better. That's fair. I like it. So it makes sense. Mark, thanks for for coming on to do this. Um, for people who you know want to check out your optics, want to follow along, you you have a podcast which which we've been listening to quite a bit, and and all the the cool media. You get. I I like the fall is here. Oh video. sure, yeah, hilarious. <laughs> um, where where can people find this stuff? Man, I mean, I'd say you know a good uh, central source source of truth there is just vortexoptics.com. It'll kind of take you you, know, you check out the products. You can get um, you know get uh you know check out the podcast we've got a blog Mm -hmm. um you know we try to have a pretty you know robust suite of content that we're kicking out on a regular regular basis there so always keeping it fresh and new stuff there so uh vortexoptics.com like i said vortex nation podcast lots of great uh, optics non-optics related stuff there you know hunt fish shoot long range uh reloading i mean we try to cover it all there so um and uh yeah and then uh, and if anybody does have a question and they want to talk to a, a a real life human being you know that's one thing we pride ourselves on yeah give us give us a call you know uh 1-800-4 
vortex, uh, pretty easy to remember. And, uh, you know, and it doesn't necessarily have to be an office question. We got, like I said, we got a, a group of folks down there that, I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll hunt fish, tactical competition, shooting optics, mounting your optics, no matter what firearm you have, somebody, you know, generally has some knowledge about it. So, um, and yeah, we want, we want to hear from you. So Awesome. Well, mm -hmm. thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. And like I said, um, everybody should go check these guys out. Yeah. Thanks guys. Thanks. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Boga Hunting Podcast. If you guys like what you hear and want to follow along on what we're currently up to, hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening on and follow us on Instagram at Boga Hunting. Join us next week, and we'll see you then. <laughs>